Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Marshall. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Immigration, of course, has been a topic for a long time, especially for people that have been paying attention. And now it's a big issue with the election. We're hearing a lot about it. Oh, yeah. And, and somebody is saying we can't shape immigration policy just because illegals are committing crimes? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? So Representative Katie Porter, she's a Democrat running for Senate right now, uh, says we shouldn't secure the border just because illegals are committing crimes in the U.S. No, I mean, ignore the crime rings that are popping up in New York City and Chicago, et cetera, all over the country, really. Ignore the human and drug trafficking. No, 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 no. What happened to 22-year-old Lakin Riley, the young college student in Georgia who was beaten to death by an illegal immigrant who had also molested a child... Jeez in new york before and was arrested for it never deported of course <laughs> why would you why would you deport that guy um yeah that that's just a one-off okay that we can't craft illegal immigrate or immigration policy based off of this one brutal murder okay listen to this. well i think when a horrible tragedy like like this happens i think whenever we're dealing um with violent crime there is a sense of outrage of sadness and of loss but I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. It's it more than one instance, by the way. It should have been shaped years ago. It's breaking the law. Yeah. And we don't know who these people are. That's part of the point. But yeah, to say, well, this one person. No, if you're paying attention, it happens all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't be serious when you say that. Well, this is the same political movement and the same party that was shouting about defunding the police after George Floyd got killed. And said, oh, well, you know, we got to really reimagine law enforcement because there's too many unarmed black men being killed by cops. Maybe a thousand every year. It's like 14, by the way. Exactly. No, 14, I mean, thousand, David? No, 14. Oh, 14. Okay. Just want to make sure. Period. I right. Yes. Sorry. But when you're pandering to mm-hmm. people... With a message, you'll say anything. I mean, my goodness, right now, would you have Democrats in Michigan with the Muslim groups that are outraged? Cease fire. It's a genocide in Gaza. And they're getting on their hands and knees trying to say, oh, we're so sorry. We'll do better. We want a ceasefire, too. Oh, my gosh. You're a pathetic human. Just pandering. Golly. See it all over the place. Biden's eating ice cream. Deep fire. Dude. What was that all about? I don't know. Do they understand the optics right now of Biden eating ice cream, talking about serious issues? Unbelievable. You saw it. Oh, yeah. Well, he got ice cream yesterday on his way to go uh, do the sit down with Seth Meyers, late night TV host. Mm -hmm. And the press asked him about a ceasefire deal being brokered between Hamas and Israel. And he's taking a, a lick of his ice cream cone while talking about world affairs. Well, I hope by the beginning of the weekend, I mean the end of the weekend, 
my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. We're not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. I think that was news to Netanyahu. Yeah. The way I understand it. If you want, I have part of the coverage this morning from Good Morning America oh, sure. about, this, about this issue. Roll it. ...is heard. Nationally, okay. the Democratic Party has rallied around President Biden, but here he may have competition. Michigan. Not from another candidate, but from the quote uncommitted. Furious over the president's refusal to push for an enduring ceasefire in Gaza, young voters, activists, and members of the state's large Arab and Muslim American communities now urging voters to check the uncommitted box in protest. I want to support Biden, but he's like, right now, you know, I just can't. With the actions that are happening, I can't support him at this point. But I do hope that he does change course. Oh my. In 2020, Aaron... Okay, hold on a second. You know, I'm not the first person that's thought this. It can't be. But I'm watching this this morning, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what if when Russia invaded Ukraine, it was to the extent of what Hamas did to Israelis? Killing people in front of their families, raping women desecration of dead bodies, all that. And you were seeing those images. And Ukraine is now going after Russia and the, really going after them. And you have people in the United States saying, cease fire, stop the attack on Russia. You need to stop. They're innocent lives. Can you imagine that? No. And I understand it's a bit apples and oranges, but my goodness, you get used to this nonsense after a while. And you got Rashida Tlaib almost in tears again. That's coming up here. In 2020, Arab Americans turned out overwhelmingly for Biden, helping deliver him this critical state by just 154,000 votes. But after months of Biden's staunch backing of Israel in its mm. war in Gaza, that support now sharply in doubt. President Biden is risking another Trump term over his support for the most right-wing government, most extremist government in the, in the history of Israel. Facebook. Oh, my gosh. And it goes on to say in the report, as far as him wanting that ceasefire soon, that's news to Netanyahu. And how many times has you got Biden saying one thing that is completely away from reality of what's really going on in that war? And Netanyahu is just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I we're going to do what we're going to do. Maybe he had brain freeze from the ice cream, but that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I, I love seeing that. And I'm not going to interrupt my enemy when they're making a mistake. Yeah, that is true. Just keep on doing it. Keep pandering. Well, again, I mean, you you're know, losing people. Sit on your hands. Don't vote for anybody. Yeah, please. That's been my call. I mean, if you want, if you, if you don't want to vote for Biden again, fine. Don't yeah. vote. Yeah, exactly. Happy. I'm happy with that. That's a good outcome. And you have a clip. Another clip of Biden was this on Seth Meyers. Yeah, he, he sat down with uh, late night host Seth Meyers, and Seth asked him about how democracy is at risk. How do we? <laughs> How do we come to terms with this in America? I I don't understand. How do we get that message out that our democracy, late night comedian, by the way, Seth Meyers, that our democracy is at risk? Again, I'm going to keep asking how. How is it at risk with a Donald Trump presidency? He's a dictator. You know that. Come on. It's about how old your ideas are. What? Look, I mean. This is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. But, and- Roe v. Wade, what is he talking about? Go back. 
Do you understand what he means by that, David? No, well, I think he's trying to say he's taking our country back. But Roe v. Wade was already overturned. So I, is right. he going to overturn it harder? I don't That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Okay. All right. And, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, about the future. And everything, every single thing we've done, I think we've got some good things done. Everything and we, they told like opening us, the border. Yeah, no, that was good one, yeah. Chief. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Everything and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than. Anyway, I'm not get going. <laughs> All the applause light yeah. went on for him yeah, for no reason. They're they're turning because they're his, uncomfortable. I, I know. They're yeah. They're turning it into a laugh line. Like he's just so overwhelmed, and he's so he's got so many things happening in his mind that he just says anyway, not because he's senile or anything like that, but because he's just trying to he's trying to move the conversation along because the rest of us can't keep up with him. No, it's because the words eluded him, and he gave up like he has a hundred times before. It holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, <laughs> like that. That's it. That's what I just heard there. I hear that again. Where to take America are older than. Anyway, where to take them. <laughs> anyway, and people applaud that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Yeah, and the applause light comes on. That's the way it works. <laughs> have you ever been in one of those late night tapings? I so never have. No. Yeah, the, the lights come on. Anyway, I don't want to get caught. <laughs> that sounds like a laugh track, though. Pretty much. That sounds like something from like an old TV show they just dubbed in there. Yeah. There's nothing funny there. I mean. Boy, this, I don't know if this is funny, but this is a completely different story. It has nothing to do with anything other than you think you've been in some crazy relationships or been in some crazy work situations. Yes, I have. Or even seen like dysfunctional bands. Like, oh, my gosh, this person was sleeping with this person, and it was insanity, like Fleetwood Mac or the fighting all the time, like Van Halen or Pink Floyd, any of those? Yeah. There's a hardcore band out of Tennessee. Is it Lorona? Is what they go by? I don't know them. Well, they announced the other day that they're breaking up. Their singer, Diego, did something really messed up to another bandmate, a bandmate who goes by the name Six. S-I-X-X, mm-hmm. like Nikki Six, but just Six. Got it. Okay. Apparently, Diego wanted to steal Six's fiance Caroline. I've heard that before, like one yeah. band member is in love with another band member's wife, that oh, sort of thing. That happens. So he started dosing his bandmate Six with estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Apparently, Diego, again, the singer has some kind of job in the fitness or supplement industry and was providing six with pre-workout formula. A lot of guys who work out take, mm-hmm. you know, pre-workout, a lot mm-hmm. of caffeine, get you ready for your pump. You're raging. Yes. But he was secretly loading it up with estrogen. It, apparently, 
attempting to force a transition onto him Gosh, for the last dang. five months. Holy smokes. <laughs> in hopes that that would give him the opportunity to swoop in once he looks stronger and more manly in comparison to his bandmate. Jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, if the dude went out and bought the essential works of Bette Midler. <laughs> Tipped him off right there. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard anything quite like that before. That's insane. Who does that guy think he is? A purple-haired, middle-aged, lonely, liberal woman who has a four-year-old child? Come on. It's what it sounds like. I guess it did cost six thousands of dollars in medical bills. He was trying to figure out what was wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel! All right, we got a lot to get to. Oh, and Bonnie Willis is in some trouble. Next. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20 valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so what's going on in Georgia with this whole case against Trump, the RICO case? It involves local DA Bonnie Willis. And the boyfriend. Nathan Wade. Yes. I guess ex-boyfriend now. They're no longer together. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, he wrecked his life, so I mean, might as well move on now, right? Well, I think that happened, what was it, last August, something like that, that they broke up, uh, according maybe. to testimony? I'm not sure. um, where it's at now, trying to figure out where is this going to go. And it does get a little deep in the weeds. So feel free, David, to uh, well, the, jump in to help yeah. uh, navigate this. But the big 
story is that Terrence Bradley um, is going to have to testify. That is Nathan Wade's lawyer. Yeah. About what he knew about the relationship between Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis. Apparently he knew quite a bit. Well, they've fought like crazy for him not to have to testify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saying attorney-client privilege. And just if you're catching up, the, the, the scorecard reads like this. Fonnie Willis is the DA in Fulton County, Georgia. She's going after Donald Trump uh, criminally. And uh, Nathan Wade is a guy that she hired to be the, the lead on the case. And a lot of money they're paying him. A lot of money. Way and, more than most. Well, and it turned out that uh, they were knocking boots since at least, what, 2019. And she hired him while they were having an affair. He was married at the time, by the way. But there is a there is a big red flag there, obviously, with conflicts of interest and whatnot. They were taking trips with one another. Uh, I mean, nice trips. Very nice trips, yeah. Was that Belize and a cruise? Was that Aruba and and Napa? Yeah, very, very nice. Yeah. And, uh, and, well, they've been caught lying under oath about their relationship. And so his lawyer testifying may actually be the final nail in the coffin for this entire charade. Well, yeah, and Trump's lawyers, they got the cell phone records. That's something the police do a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, to get an arrest. Like, we know where you were at this time, and it came out. Hey, you said this wasn't going on. What was it, 2021? You said that wasn't happening. Yeah. Well, you're at her place from, like, midnight to 5 a.m. You're working on a <clears throat> case? Yeah, working late into the night. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, part of that, they were saying, never spent the night. Mm-hmm. And I still ask the question, what does spending the night mean? You got to go all the way till sunup? You got to fall asleep there and wake up there? Well, that's happened to many people, but you wouldn't call it spending the night. Suppose not. I don't know what the definition is. I suppose we're going to find out, huh? Are you telling me, Scott, that your definition is if you're hanging out with someone romantically and you happen to crash, just fall asleep for a while, that counts as spending the night? Well, I slept there. Yeah, but you woke up at like 3.45, and then you Oh, no, that doesn't count then. You see, if the sun's coming up, though, that counts. Yeah. In my book. Okay, so sun coming up. Mm -hmm. Seems like you make it to 5 a.m. You brought that up before, David. I think, yeah, once you hit 5, that's spending the night. Yeah. Well, pretty much the sun's coming up, too, right around there. So So we'll see, man. See where this goes. And the thing is, not only uh, there's so many possibilities, that case could get thrown out. I mean, or it could be just Fonnie Willis loses the case. There's going to be another DA that picks it up. She may lose her right to practice. Who knows? You know, we'll see. Did see this on a later note. And tell me just what you think of this. This was from Yahoo Finance, and it was different things the middle class won't be able to afford in five years. They give you five things. One would be extended family vacations, Yeah, especially trips overseas. Yep. Uh, middle class can afford that now? Not that I know of. That was a surprise to me. Yep. Uh, new cars? Jeez. <sighs> Brand Man, new you... off the lot? Mm. Yes. I don't know. I mean, they've gone up, as far as the price, a lot in the last five years. Private school? A lot of times when I'm thinking middle class, private school is almost out of reach. Yeah. Well, uh, upper middle it's class. Close. It's close. Yeah. Um, enjoying retirement? Yeah. That all depends. It depends yeah. on the person, it seems to me. And then homes. 
especially in cities or other high demand areas. Right. Yeah. Middle class has been getting squeezed. I mean, for years. Which is amazing. Oh yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, if there's one big story today, what's the biggest? Uh, big story to me is still the illegal immigrant who murdered a college student in Georgia and what repercussions that has uh, as, as everybody's scrambling with the uh, border crisis that's happening and been happening under Joe Biden's watch. And it's interesting to, to see Democrats saying, hey, look, just this one case doesn't mean we got to completely stop everything that we've been doing and most reasonable people would say but but wait a minute you called me a child murderer because i own an ar-15 <laughs> so i mean you look at the polling people have been against open borders forever it's just growing all right we'll get to that and a round of what's your story straight ahead right here Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, he's the millennial. And then the sexy boomer, that's Scott Robbins. Okay, so is this another clip of Biden on the Seth Meyers show? Uh, yeah, Joe Biden sat down with late night host Seth Meyers. Then, of course, they needed to talk about the peril that democracy itself is in in the United States because of Donald Trump. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. How? Yeah, how is democracy at risk? Well, somebody so, no one ask ever him explains that. it. Just ask it. Just ask him. Somebody's got to ask well, it. Well, but what about January sixth? Right. That's that's what they always fall back on. And Russian collusion and tampering with voting and January sixth. You know. mm-hmm. What an insurrection with no weapons? Yeah, <laughs> you're scared of that? <laughs> that's a joke. It wasn't an insurrection. You've made yourself believe that. Gosh, wetting the bed on that? Golly. You can tell Seth Meyers just buys into it, too. I don't think he's playing a part. I think he believes that democracy's at risk here with Donald Trump. So he asked Biden about it. Okay. Yeah. Here's the guy who talks about retribution. Here's the guy. Look, you have the guys, the thousands of people who stormed the Capitol. Stormed the Capitol. They're insurrectionists. <laughs> cops died. Other people were cops badly died. hurt. He just said and that what again. What did he say? They got con- How did they die, Joe? Yeah, well... See, they don't ever say that. He's like, what do you say? Two cops died? Two cops died. Yeah, two cops died. Were killed by the insurrectionists. Got it. How many were killed in the summer of love? Well, that that wasn't true. What he just said is blatantly false. I know that. Yes. He's making you believe that insurrectionists killed two cops. Right. Right. They got convicted and or they pled guilty. And he said they're patriots. God, patriots? And he says he's going to forgive them all. He's going to... And you're going to, every one of them is going to be released. What is, I mean, that, that, that's what happens in Eastern European countries. That's not what happens in America. We're, and the idea that he thinks he can do that, the idea he talks about this. With cities in America (laughs) where crimes are committed, violent crimes, and people let out all the time. I think it's been a big issue of people that walked into the Capitol because in some instances, 
security and cops were holding the doors open for people. You go in, you take a selfie, meander around, you leave, and all of a sudden you're six months in jail. That doesn't make sense to people, Joe. The idea he talks about things like, for example, the idea that he said the, the Congress wants to pass an overwhelmingly uh, a, a, a border provision that would allow us to control the border. First bill ever introduced call for that. And here they're saying, he's saying, no, don't do that because that will help Biden. Help Biden? It's about not about Biden. It's about the United States of America. Oh, my gosh, the guy that opened the border. And what the heck yeah. did he say there? Pass an overwhelmingly uh, a, a, a border provision that would allow us to control the border. First bill ever introduced call for that. And I'm, first, I mean it. I don't know what he said there. First preliminary deuce? <laughs> no, he said, <laughs> he said first bill I introduced. Oh, okay. Okay. See, that's the Josetta Stone. Yeah. David, he's got it down to a side. That was an easy one. It was like the lyrics of Blinded by the Light for a second there. Revved up like a, what? I know. I felt as old as Biden there. Ha! Huh? I know, me too. I, I, I felt the same way. I didn't, I didn't understand it either. Okay. I'm glad you David's, closed David's the bilingual, border. though. It's so frustrating, man, because you opened the border. You well, let the of course whole you world did. know that you opened the border. And Trump's going to do this. They're saying, he's saying, no, what? don't do that because that will help Biden. Help Biden? It's about not about Biden. It's oh, about my United gosh. States of America. And look, it just. Yeah. I don't want to get started. <laughs> and they laugh again because he's got nothing else to say. Right, exactly. Well, he did, but he forgot it. <laughs> just going along and the thought bubble just disappears. Unreal. Um, also, I did see this story, um, what Nikki Haley is really doing. Because a lot of people are like, well, why is she staying in the race? She's going to get smoked in Michigan today. She's got money behind Just, her. Somebody's throwing money at her. I understand. But South Carolina, yeah. that's her home state. Oh, yeah. She yeah. got demolished. Yes. Okay. So what is she really doing still in the race? And there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal today. Um, someone described it as it's like a lottery ticket. You're getting it. You know, you're probably not going to be there. But just in case something maybe happens to Trump, maybe it's a health issue, maybe he's in jail, something else. And then if I'm still in it, then I could be the nominee. And, you know, she's always talking about, well, uh, I got 40 percent. Um, so there are a lot of people that don't want Donald Trump. Yeah, but he had 59. See, and yeah, that's right. your home state. And you don't have a chance in Michigan. And I thought it was interesting because Molly Hemingway said, you know what Nikki is at the risk of right now? And I wanted to see what you thought of this, Scott. This was on Fox. Trump will clearly be the Republican nominee, and, and uh, you know, it's a free country, and Nikki Haley can run in the Republican primary as long as she wants. But she does run the risk right now of being viewed almost like a Liz Cheney-type character as she makes more and more of her campaign about fighting Donald Trump, particularly when, as you know, the issues that motivate Republican voters right now, and really all voters, are some of these issues, like a completely open border, the lawlessness that that signifies, the crime that is associated with it, the economic problems, the the, um, the lack of success economically, mm -hmm. foreign policy problems as well. So there's yeah, this Yeah. Do you see it that way? Well, I, I didn't until just now, but I can, I can see her drawing that conclusion in parallel, yeah. Because yeah. it's all about hating Donald Trump. Right. Not about what I'm going to do. It's about what, how much I hate Donald Trump. Yes. I mean, do I understand why some Republican voters got fed up with Trump and yeah. are still thinking, oh, my goodness, here we go again. And what's he going to say next? That the 
you know, media is going to be able to take and use against him with independent voters, all that fear. Okay, I get it. The people have spoken. It's been pretty clear who they want to be the candidate. Well, and if the Democrats had a viable candidate rather than sleepy, I mean, it'd be a whole different game. I'm convinced of that. That's probably true, but they don't. They don't. Really either. They're going to run that guy till the the election or until next month so I can win the bet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's that point of the show. Got to move on. Go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today. David, what's your story? We talked about this a little bit last week, but there's an update. The mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, has canceled the contract with with something called ShotSpotter. Yeah, canceled it. Yeah, and uh, ShotSpotter is a gun det- uh, gunfire detection technology. Um, and apparently this may be illegal. Oh. So he cancels this, but then gave a nine-month extension to ShotSpotter to give the cops more time to transition. Now, he agreed to pay way more than the previous rate was to make that happen because the cops were like, well, we want it. And then they said, oh, yeah, by the way, we've got the Democrat National Convention coming up. We want to make sure that we have ShotSpotter to keep track of where gunplay is happening in Chicago, at least while the important people are here. And then we can go back to experimenting on the poor people of Chicago. Um, That's illegal. The city had a reference contract, meaning they never negotiated terms traditionally. And if the less favorable terms were to be agreed to, well, they'd have to go and give other companies a chance to bid on a contract. Uh, it's a little in the weeds in city mm. management, but this is how short-sighted the people running one wow. of America's largest cities are. They did not realize that they were actually running into a situation where they were illegally hiring a company to stay on after short-sightedly canceling the contract because some activists said that Apparently, cops having access to data showing where people are shooting one another is racist. So if this falls apart, ShotSpotter is just going to have to shut down immediately. Oh, my goodness. Oops. Well, they were making the argument it is racist, that ShotSpotter. No, it's not. I don't understand how that works. How does ShotSpotter know what race you are? It doesn't. That wasn't my argument. That was their argument. I know, but it's just ridiculous. Because it targets specific neighborhoods. There's no foundation for it, though. Of course it does, because that's where the shots are. (laughs) All right, for what's your story, what do you got today, Scott? Uh, Don Lamont is in the news today. He hasn't been in the news for a while. The former CNN host Don Lamont has got a big payday coming. This is according to a report from The Wrap. Don Lamont will receive a settlement from CNN of around $24.5 million. Holy smokes. The equivalent to his entire pay package for the rest of the original contract, which had three and a half years left on it when it when it took off. Also is reported, not only will he get that hefty price tag from CNN, but also he's going to start a show on X. Yeah, I remember that. He he was talking about that, I think, around the same time Tucker Carlson was talking about it, right? Tucker Carlson tweeted out, congratulations, Don Lamont. It's a new world. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, there you go. 24 million. 24 and a half million. And I can't remember. Did Cuomo already get paid? Or is that still being negotiated out in court? They must have settled something because he's working for another company now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about their ratings when they lost it. 
I mean, it was down. Yeah. And still. And I don't understand. What, what is the claim? Uh, like, why? Why do they get paid? Well, well, on, like, for Don Lemon? Yeah. Probably because they didn't make it clear why he got fired. Well, and then they used the, they said, well, there's several things, and one of those things was when he referred to Nikki Haley as Pastor Prime. Yeah, but. Yes. If you remember that? That was a big blow up when that happened. And it was some sort of like. Well, hey, they shifted him in the morning show because he right. was tanking, and, and, and then and, the morning show was tanking. tanked even harder, yes. I mean, they had nothing in that contract where you tank. Apparently you lose not. your job. Apparently Lack of performance not, no. was not part of it. He, he's getting his money. What's the name of that guy's agent? <laughs> no kidding. Got his number? I'll, I'll say, man, How do you get that? I, I'll, I'll put it out there again. You want to pay me $24 million, you will never hear me on the radio again. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's stepping up for that. No, nobody yet, because they're all, they're all cowards. They just want to send nasty Facebook messages instead of <laughs> showing me the money. Yeah, no kidding. Change your name to David Lemon. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, for my story today, you know what? This might take a minute, and I don't think you're going to want me to sell this short, okay? Okay. You know, there's a new book out today uh, where Joe Biden, among other things, talks about the key to a successful marriage being good sex, and it gets oh. into that a little. <laughs> yeah, I'll be over here vomiting <laughs> in the corner. We'll get to that and a news yeah. update straight ahead. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 
You know, there's a new book out today. I don't know if you heard about this or not. Called American Woman, The Transformation of the Modern First Lady from Hillary Clinton to Jill Biden. Written hmm. by Katie Rogers from the failing New York Times. And there's a lot about Joe Biden and Jill Biden in here. Uh, just so you know. Um, and apparently Biden has always been very open with his staff to the point where it would make them uncomfortable at times. Mm. So right as he was going to run for president in 2006, when he was a senator, uh, he told a group of supporters, I'd rather be at home making love to my wife while my children are asleep. <laughs> David's making that twisted face right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In this, in this mm. case, <laughs> murmuring sweet nothings actually applies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, also shares the conflicting accounts of the couple's whirlwind romance in the 70s following the death of Biden's first wife. Uh-huh. Um, well, apparently his wife wouldn't like this very much when he would talk about the importance of good sex in a happy marriage says in the book, much to his wife's chagrin. Mm. Um, but apparently, and this goes back to 1974, the Washingtonian Magazine did an interview. Uh, it was journalist Kitty Kelly, right? And he was pretty frank with her at the time, um, saying he gushed about the sexual and emotional connection he and his first wife, Nelia, shared. Um, actually said in the interview... She had the best body of any woman I ever saw. She looks better than a Playboy bunny, doesn't she? Wow. Well, you look that, mortified, David. Okay, well, because I, I'm picturing that conversation, and then I'm also picturing him, like, slipping her a room key or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, she's open-minded. <laughs> I mean, that, that's creepy, dude. It is a little strange to tell this woman interviewing you, best body of any woman I ever saw. Well, his Secret Service name is Old Horn Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Looks better than a Playboy bunny. Yeah. And then said, you know, at first, she stayed home with the kids while I campaigned, but that didn't work out because I'd come back too tired to talk to her. I might satisfy her in bed, but I didn't have much time for anything oh, else. Oh, jeez. That's the quote. Dang. That's in the book. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. And uh, I had read before that she was like the brains behind the campaign, the first wife. He did say that's when she started campaigning with me, and that's when I started winning. You know, the people of Delaware really elected her, but they got me. And then after she died, he told the interviewer that he did want to marry again. Check this quote. I do indeed want to get married again. I hate the image of the gay young bachelor about town. That's just not my style. I'm not a womanizer. I would very much like to fall in love again and be married again because basically I am a family man. I want to find a woman to adore me again. Jeez. I'm going to find a woman to adore me? Um, you may somewhere have that thought in your head. You don't say it. Do you ever say that? No. Well, again, he's fishing. By With the way, the I'm unattached now. I'm in room 127. 
buddy. He's creep. And by the way, just for the record, man, I'm really glad I've already had my two kids because everything below the belt buckle is just for show now, thanks to that story. <laughs> it's not done. Uh, then it says Jill would become central to Biden's political ambition. Um, family members having made it clear to her that Joe wanted to run for the presidency as early as 1977 and his brothers James and Frank inviting her out to dinner to suss her out to make sure she was on board. Jill did say in an interview um, last September, they were letting me in on this, any kind of warning me that if I was going to marry him, this was part of the plan. And then it gets kind of weird because she says, well, it was James that introduced us. But Jill's ex-husband said, no, 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 I worked on the campaign. I introduced the two of them. No, gosh. Oh, yeah. That whole timeline's a little That's bit strange. It's a kick strange. in the teeth, isn't it? Huh? A little bit, yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a robin hood ira on top then they'll boost it by three percent you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get three percent on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit robin hood gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any ira on the market sign up for robin hood gold at robinhood.com boost by april 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep ira for five years match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions robin hood financial llc member sipc for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And one of the big stories over the last several days has been the murder of that college student in Georgia. Just a terrible story. We've heard time and time again, hey, this is rare. Okay, that somebody here illegally does something terrible. And we've said it and thinking to ourselves, wait a second, we see it in the news all the time. Right. We just saw another one, a guy arrested in Virginia last week for allegedly or alleged sexual crimes against a child. That's another illegal immigrant that's here. Yeah. Campbell County Sheriff's Office arrested 32-year-old Renzo Mendoza Montez on multiple felony charges for alleged sexually assaulting a minor. They said he is a Venezuelan national who illegal, illegally entered the country last September and was released into the United States because of President Joe Biden's immigration policies. He was being held without bond but is now reportedly in the custody of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement officials. So Glenn Youngkin, the Republican governor of Virginia, said, we pray for the victim. Thank the Campbell County Sheriff's Department. Let's be clear. Prosecution must be to the fullest extent of the law. Now, of course, we hear that Biden is going to visit the border this week. You've pointed out, David, 
Not exactly where there's a lot of inflow right now. No. No, and I, I mean, Border Patrol Union is is also a little bit ticked at this. Like, hey, how about you uh, you actually help us solve the problem? Yes. But the talking point from the left, from Biden, the White House, the media, Republicans, they don't want to do anything about this. You know that. I mean, you had the bipartisan bill. They did not want to play games. What was that on Good Morning America today? President Biden will be down on the border on Thursday, just his second visit as president. It comes, of course, as he has been slamming Republicans in Washington for failing to act on immigration and pass that bipartisan border deal. Donald Trump will also be down there. He, too, is eager to own this issue in the election. Joe Biden joking yesterday. He didn't know his, quote, good friend would be down there, too. It is going to be some split screen. Okay, so there's the propaganda machine. Trump's trying to own this issue. He didn't even have to try. All right, well, he's kind of owned the issue since 2015. Right. Well, and what's wrong with owning that issue? They make it sound like it's a bad thing. Well, it used to be. Donald Trump's owning, they're trying to own that issue. What, xenophobic? Talking well, about I mean, walls? Remember the well, horror? Of course he's going to try to own that position. He should own that position. Well, it's important to voters. It is. It's like the number one most important thing. And it's a freaking disaster under one guy. Yes, of course. Of course you're going to exploit it for political gain. Yes. Well, it's not just Trump. The Republican Party is seizing oh, on, yeah. Yeah. on it's this a, issue. We got a rare double seizing, actually, from CNN's Jake Tapper as they were talking about the illegal immigrant who murdered 22-year-old Lakin Riley in Georgia. The double seizing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Republicans obviously seizing on this horrific tragedy at the University of Georgia. Um, this girl, this nursing student killed uh, by an undocumented Venezuelan uh, migrant. And they're seizing on this as an example of Biden's failure to protect the American people and to secure the border. Because that's okay. exactly what it is. It is an example I mean, of, yes. of, of the consequences of failure here. What is the difference? I'm just curious, and I don't know if you have the answer. The difference between seizing on it and pointing out an example. Oh, it's see, seizing or pouncing is yeah. actually just supposed to be a negative way of portraying right. that somebody has noticed something. Republicans noticing something and commenting on it is always pouncing or seizing to give the viewer, the listener, the reader the impression that there's something unreasonable about noticing it oh they notice republicans they're like tigger they pounce yeah and then they seize. once they pounce they seize mm -hmm. in that order right that's what they do so are you supposed to not notice it apparently not no you're supposed to let the experts notice it <laughs> and and then they'll right. tell us what we're supposed to do afterward okay got it now, you have a Democrat accusing Republicans of working with spies? Yeah, Democrat Representative Robert Garcia says the impeachment effort against Joe Biden should be over now because one FBI informant who accused Biden of taking a bribe has been arrested for lying to the FBI. Ironically enough, Representative Robert Garcia was on MSNBC talking to Bob Menendez's daughter, the Democrat senator who is in a whole lot of trouble for taking bribes. From Egypt. Yeah. Oh, my God. And goodness. lying to the FBI. By yes. The way. 
Oh, that's rich. All right, roll it. Uh, Republicans, uh, their other uh, star witness is uh, likely been working through Russian agents and Russian intelligence. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You have Russian spies. We've had Chinese oh. spies as witnesses. Hold, hold on. <laughs> Do we have the proof of that? Well, the, the Chinese spy... Uh, what he's talking about is somebody who worked with the company that gave Hunter Biden $6 million. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you'd kind of want to talk to that guy. And Hunter Biden was financially wrapped up with that guy. So, also. And the guy the FBI trusted for years that we have proof now he was working with the Russians. Do we? We're no. supposed to believe the same sort of stuff. From the Steele dossier people? Uh, yeah. Come on, man. People aren't going to fall for that again, but all right, play it out. We've had completely, uh, literally, uh, crazy witnesses come forward without any recollection of facts. So crazy grift witnesses. after grift, lie after lie, this Republican impeachment sham is over. What a bunch of hacks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear all of that, and then I see this piece. This was... From Hot Air, Selena Zito, the title, Middle America is Dying Hard. And it's talking about a town in West Virginia. And it's terrible because the steel company there is going to cost people, well, how many, 900 people their jobs, gone. And, you know, it says in the story, and if you've seen towns like this before, there's a bunch of different, uh, like, YouTube pieces of people going into these towns and talking to locals. What happened to this town? What was it like 30 years ago? I mean, this is in a lot of different flyover mm -hmm. country, especially states like West Virginia. But it says that it isn't just those workers who face catastrophic uncertainty. This closure also jeopardizes the jobs of thousands more people whose businesses support the plant. The barbershops, the gas stations, mom-and-pop grocery stores, the machine shops that make the widgets for the steel industry. There's also the demise of the tax base, which affects the school district and the quality of the roads. And 30 years ago, more than 10,000 people worked at Weirt Steel. Now the last 900 workers have just lost their jobs. And it goes on to tell this story, and unfortunately, it's a common story in a lot of towns. And we have politicians out parading this nonsense on MSNBC. It is just frustrating. And talking about, well, we need these people coming illegally into the country. You know, because of all these jobs. Mm -hmm. Well, the jobs from these people here. There's never much talk about that. And then you have people on the coast and the media scratching their heads. How can these people be gravitating toward Trump? Yeah. Well, oh, they can't understand that at all. No. And, and those same people, when there's been another round of massive layoffs at newspapers and digital uh, news platforms. Yes. Act indignant when somebody starts to kind of laugh at them. Right. Y'all are the ones who told the miners to learn how to code. Maybe you need to learn how to mine. Man. Yeah, it goes, it talks about NAFTA, signed by Clinton in 93, essentially made it hard for companies like the steel company, which had to follow strict and expensive environmental protection agency guidelines to compete with places like Mexico. The towns all up and down the steel valley died hard. And, you know, it's, it's good for people to, to take in this sort of stuff because these people are forgotten. If you're not around towns like that, you kind of forget it exists because there's no one in the media to bring it up. And you look at fentanyl deaths. Yeah. 
throughout the United States, it's in so many towns like this where it's just desperate people with nothing left. And they're, you know, absolutely forgotten. It's really sad. Uh, on a lighter note, you tell me. I'm, I'm just trying to read this story, and I'm like, is this really true? This skyscraper in New York, is it really going to be called what it, they say it's going to be called? Wow, really? Did you see the headline? No, I haven't yet. What is it? Uh, well, some people say penis. It's, it's, wait a minute. Yes. What? A skyscraper is going to be called penis? It doesn't look like that. It's not phallic. Oh, okay. Uh, they're calling it pen 15. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The name is because of its location at 15 Penn Plaza. <laughs> but it looks like. But All you have to do, and people have pointed this out, just call it 15 Penn. Yeah. Because if you call it Penn 15, you know what people are going to call it. That's right. A, yeah, that's a high school, middle school joke, you know. I mean, I, I got in trouble in high school because you, they had some fundraiser that you were supposed to do where you were going to sell pens to people. And you okay. got one free one that was engraved. And so right. I said, well, I'm going to order 14 pens. I'm going to keep the 15th one. And my engraving request was pen 15. <laughs> <laughs> and and they said no. And I got in trouble. And I still laughed. And I wish I had that pen still. And then you tried to get the license plate. I did. And they said no. Flag that one too on you? Yeah. Hmm. But so far... This skyscraper is Pen 15. So people are just calling it, well, oh, the course. obvious. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Again, 15 pen. Yeah. It's not that hard. Simple. Or just call okay. it Penis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get to our No BS election update and more straight ahead. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisvo, because every breath matters. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's time for our update. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins 2024. Are you running? Are you not running? No BS update. Everything you need to know without all the crap. I'm not to do an research. What? Yeah. I got hairy legs. There you go. Right. Well, okay. So what do you got today, David? A uh, new poll conducted in Michigan, Michigan primary today, of course, uh, that was done by the Howard University Initiative on Public Opinion shows that Biden's support among black voters is at 49%. Oh, my. In 2020, Joe Biden got 94% of the black vote. Yes. Holy smokes, man. Uh, Donald Trump is, according to this poll, getting 26% of the black vote. Which is pretty good. Even if record for a Republican. Well, I mean, again, even if that's cut in half, you're still talking about something that would be devastating to the Democrats in a presidential election. Where's everybody else going? Where are the remainder? Uh, undecided, yeah. probably. Undecided? Yeah, wow. That's a large number of undecideds, too. And it's it's mostly, uh, as we've talked about before, it's mostly black men who yeah. are who are kind of done with this Joe Biden thing. 100%. It started to happen in 2020, and it's just kept going that way. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. Why? That didn't sit well. No. With a whole lot of people. I think somebody on Fox was interviewing different people, and there were a couple of different younger black dudes saying, you know, Trump's my guy, or no, 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 Trump's my man. And <laughs> they didn't ask the question, but I was thinking to myself, because there was also a clip of Sharpton, you know, saying who in their right mind would vote for Donald Trump? And he went on with, you know, his usual talking points. I'm like, I would love to see a poll with younger black men of who they hold in higher regard, Al Sharpton or Donald Trump. And I think the results would terrify people on the left. Sharpton would get some, but not to the numbers that I think. Because a lot of those people never talk to regular black people. Yeah. Well, Sharpton's definition of grifter. I mean, he just is. Yeah, I think a lot of people I think, see I through think that. I think the jig is up in that area, man, because I don't think that's going to happen anymore. People understand that the dancing stuff is over with. It seems that way. You're never quite sure. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. But, I mean, as far as the likes of, you know, Morning Joe on MSNBC. Oh, those guys. Well, yeah, they'll have him on whenever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still very much high regard. Want to know what he has to say about everything. I mean, how many times has that guy been wrong? Yeah. Just on controversial cases. Or the English language. Well, yeah. That's, well, that's true, too. That's tough. You know, you brought up Michigan right now from real clear politics. 
Trump leads Biden plus 5.1. It's a big state. Yeah, those battleground states. Yep. Nevada, Trump is up 8.4. Georgia, Trump's up 6.8. Wisconsin, Trump's now up 1.2. Trailing there for a while. Arizona, Trump up 4.7. Biden's up in Pennsylvania, 0.6. Well, yeah, you factor in the margin of error, even though and it's, that's, a, that's a lot. You're looking at six points, five points, even four points. If the margin of error is four points. Isn't that what they usually say, three to four? Yeah, yeah somewhere around there. That, that's where you can still pretty much consider it a quality sample or survey. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but the Hispanic vote that doesn't get talked about as much. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the Hispanic vote is very important in this election. Yeah, and it's and it seems to be tilting towards Donald Trump. Also, which has people on the left completely scratching their heads. Not quite sure why, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot of religious well, beliefs. There's a lot of things going well, on. Well, there's that, and then also it's the same dynamic with a lot of African-American voters. I mean, when when Democrats do outreach to Latinos, one, I think they finally started to give up on calling them Latinxes which I'm sure helps a little bit. Maybe. But they're always talking about illegal immigration. Most Hispanics in this country are not here illegally. Nope. So, what? what I mean, come on. That's yeah. insulting. Absolutely. Talking to black people, hey, prison reform, no, that's important to you. And Hispanics talk about illegal immigration. What? <laughs> no, we have the same concerns. I did see this. Did you see Britain has raised the age rating on Mary Poppins due to discriminatory language? What? Because of the word Hottentots. Hottentots? Yes. Derogatory. That, that is? Yes. To who? It j people just found out. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Sorry to bring that in late. I was just thinking, you know, the people with race and, all, you know, all these different things. And just people don't want to care at all about intent. And I just thought of that Mary Poppins story. Or British censors are changing its rating from U, which would be like G, uh, to of age, because in Mary Poppins, the character Admiral Boom used the word twice to refer to chimney sweeps. Fucking Hottentot. I don't Hottentot. I thought it was a good-looking mom. Refer to certain people in Southern Africa is what they're saying. Hottentot. That, that's the name of a fishing lure. So, man, I never even saw Mary Poppins, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you that's the story, and we can dive into that in a news update coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. All right, a few different things. Uh, do you want me to try to explain the rest of this story about Mary Poppins? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, again, this was from the BBC. Um, they have changed its age rating from U, which is the equivalent of G, to like PG. Because of the word Hottentots. 
They say it's a derogatory term originally used by white Europeans to refer to certain people in South Africa. And in Mary Poppins, the character Admiral Boom uses it twice to refer to chimney sweeps whose faces are covered in black soot. This came out in 64. And yes, five Oscars, including Best Actress. And yeah, I never saw Mary Poppins, so I don't wow. really know. I did, but I was a kid, a little kid. Uh, I pulled up the uh, the New York Times version of this article to try to get a little bit more information on it. They never even say what the alleged slur is. So this is news to you, the Hottentots thing. Well, because to me, the Hottentot is a fishing lure. <laughs> I never good. knew that either. It's good for walleye. Yeah, and bass, I think. It's, yeah, I mean, I... I've got him in my tackle box. Is that racist? Heck, yes, it is. <laughs> You're white, aren't you? I guess. So, I, so I, uh, I, I did not realize that Bass Pro Shop was was trafficking indigenous people from South Africa. There you go. In the form of fishing lures. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a whole lot of shows, and I don't have Disney Plus, but I remember reading the stories that all of a sudden there's like a disclaimer. Before certain shows, hey, this is insensitive to people, just so you know. Right. Yeah, they do run a lot. I mean, I had it for a few months because I wanted to watch the Beatles thing. Yeah. And before the Beatles thing, there was like this thing about smoking. You know. Okay. Scenes of smoking because everybody was smoking yeah. in the studio. Right. You know. Puberty blockers, fine, but those cigarettes, yeah. they'll kill you. They'll kill right. you. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh. Got to be careful of that. Don't get me started on those Hottentots. Man, that's crazy. Is it, that's, is it offensive if nobody knows what it refers to? See, that's maybe, the thing. Know. If somebody would have asked me, I would have never come up with anything like that. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe it's more common in the U.K. I mean, after all, it's a third-world country, so, you know, they, maybe, they, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it is more common there. I don't know. It could be. Was that my school lunch menu, though? Not quite sure, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Tots. It's a tater tot with hot, hot with, tots with hot sauce yeah. on it. Yeah, that's right. called the hot and tot with hot yes. dog. Hot dog. By the way, speaking of racism, in case you hadn't gotten the memo, it's impossible to be racist toward a white person. We've heard that again. Yeah, that was from the American College of Surgeons. Okay, I don't know if you heard about this. What? What? Yes, I'm serious. So, okay, hold on a second. Go with me just for a second. Ben okay. Shapiro on X had this whole thread about how DEI puts the lives of your loved ones at risk. You're like, okay, what's this all about? And it's how some medical schools and doctors have pushed DEI in an effort to recruit more minority surgeons and to stop hiring so many, quote, walls of white men. Oh, gosh. Especially after the death of George Floyd and the ensuing riots in the summer of 2020. So he goes on to lay out these findings that show how some top hospitals are abandoning key metrics when hiring surgeons. Shapiro said it's bad enough when teachers or government bureaucrats talk like this, but valuing intersectionality over merit can literally mean life or death in surgery. You had Elon Musk sharing this out there and Sage Steele, who left ESPN and Disney. Um who had said the last sentence in the final tweet is the must-read thread that should scare us all. Medical error is the third leading cause of death in the United States, yet these universities and hospitals are more concerned about DEI than hiring the most qualified person for the job. 
Yes, it's kind of crazy. And so I'm looking at different things with this story. And then there it is, the clip from the American College of Surgeons defining racism for people because, you you know, you're a student, you got to go through these classes. In the Defining Racism Part 1 forum, we define racism. I would like to take the time to restate the definition as a reference for the material that we will be discussing today. Okay, so if you didn't know what racism was, here's the definition. Hang on, I'm going to write it down. Okay, here we go. Racism is the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Racism involves one group having the power to carry out systematic discrimination through the institutional policies and practices of the society and by shaping the cultural beliefs and values that support those racist policies and practices. Got it? Sort of, I guess. Really, part of the key there was racial hierarchy that privileges white people. Right. That's what it is. I understand that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? The guy that uses a saw to crack my chest open and operate on my heart. Yeah. I want the best guy available. I know you do. I'm sorry. It doesn't everybody? I think so. Well, there was that one time there was uh, the doctor originally from India that you said no to. Oh, wait. No, you didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. None of us have. I popped my ventilator out to say oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Popped because, it back. <laughs> because, because, incidentally, Indians are the most accomplished surgeons in America. Yes. Right. But that you don't hear that group being brought up at all. It's usually just blacks and whites in these sorts of stories. I'm like, it's wait a second. It's such garbage. Because if, if you're looking for diversity in the yeah, medical field, you exactly. see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. Absolutely do. But that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah. Just simply the craziest. You know, again, this is this is a profession, as far as I know anyway, and we just talked about this, mm-hmm. that doesn't see color. Well, it's not supposed to. No. Can you do it or can't you do it? Are you good at it or not good if at it? If you're a white male, good luck getting into some schools. Tell you that. You know this, yes. <laughs> I do know this. I know you do. Sure. But it... It's just unfathomable to me that people would go, well, no, I'm not going to have that guy operate on me. Yeah. If you're qualified, then please, by all means. But see, there's not enough being lifted up to even get to those positions. So if maybe they're not as good a student or maybe not as good a surgeon, that shouldn't stop you from hiring them and having Mm -hmm. them operate on your loved one. Yeah. Heck no. (laughs) That's like you said, I don't care. I don't care. No one cares. (laughs) That was, the old, it, that the, was way, the old Christian saying. It was, hey, listen, if the Christian surgeon is terrible and the atheist is great, I want the atheist. <laughs> I want the best possible. Yeah. It doesn't matter what faith you have right. at that point in time. And, and I'm going to go as far as to say this. Generally speaking, some of the most high-impact operations currently going, you don't get to pick anyway. No. Who's, who's on call? Who's available? You hope that's the guy, right? Well, if it's an emergency situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and a lot of them are, particularly open heart and that kind of stuff. I mean, geez, man. David, do you want to play this clip from Joy Reid right now with Scott's <laughs> I, temperature I, where it's at? I well, think we need I mean, to pick it, actually, yeah. ridiculous. Okay, we can do that. Golly, man. Coming up in a few. Um, 
You think it's okay to do the reason that military recruitment is falling? Is there any story we can do right now that Scott's temperature is going to go down? Well, <laughs> this one I kind of probably already know the answer to, but well, go ahead. Well, let's just let's let's talk about hot and dot lures. All right, <laughs> we'll do that. That'll be that'll be calming. Okay. <laughs> God, man, I hate the, I hate feeling that way, but I get jacked up on that stuff. I because know it's crazy. It absolutely, you know. Okay, sir, I'm sorry, but you have to have a uh, emergency open heart surgery. Your family says, "Well, is how is the doctor going to be a minority?" Then no, we'll wait five hours. <laughs> Did you know, Scott, that bass and salmon love hot and tot lures? <laughs> really? I can't resist it. <laughs> Good. Uh, they feature iconic, highly erratic side-to-side searching motions. Mm-hmm. If you get high-quality ones, really makes it look like a fish in distress. Thank you, David. Yeah. I appreciate Just that. Just letting you know. We, I, I, can, I can go through all the product specs if you want, if you need the, your blood pressure to come down a little bit. Nice people. He doesn't want to hear it because now after the heart attacks, he can't go with me to all-you-can-eat walleye night. He's a little upset about it. <laughs> well, and in case I have Those are always one, fun. Jamie, you're, if you're there, make sure that's the white guy that operates on me. And if it's, if it's not, then we got to wait. we got to wait until the white guy's available. God, it's the dumbest. It's so stupid. Okay, I'll just tell you. The real reason recruitment is falling. What do you think it is? In the Army? Well, all but the Marines. Probably, I'll say discipline. They don't want the discipline. They don't want the lifestyle. There are other jobs outside of that now they can take. No, that's not it. Because we've heard that a lot of times, you know, especially from military families, you've had, you know, generations and generations serve. And now the generation coming up, they're not going to because all the woke crap that's in. The military mm-hmm. and even military families telling the younger ones, don't, not right now. Well, that's a little part of it, but there's another theory, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, saw this at Hot Air. They were reporting on the Washington Times that did this piece talking about a former Senate candidate and Army vet, Jake Paquette from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking uh to some people well this was you know a whole get together house armed services committee meeting saying here's the problem okay um in our education system today so few young people are hearing real history yeah they're hearing our american heroes are being represented as evil racists Damn, that's a good point yeah man who are all doing these terrible things to disadvantage people and that really is shaping the views of america's youth and making them have less respect for our institutions have less respect for our history and therefore making them less liable to want to put their lives potentially on the line to serve in our country's military. It's by saying, oh, well, this country you are growing up in is awful. So then yeah. you have the chance. Do you want to go serve your country? And they're like, heck no. This yeah, well, place is terrible. Why would, you, why would you sign up to potentially put yourself in harm's way for a country that is fundamentally evil? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There's and then a- the Times had some examples of, well, public school and college, you know, professors talking to youth they said a university of minnesota professor named melanie yazzie teaches her students that america is occupying is an occupying force that needs to be decolonized and dismantled to protect indigenous communities and then a milwaukee public school is sponsoring a program focusing on restorative justice and globalism while pushing queer affirming and transgender affirming experiences like what are we doing i don't know so, yeah, if you've looked around and says you saw the streets filling up with angry, anti-Semitic, pro-Hamas protesters, and you saw, hey, that's a lot of young people. 
Well, there were a lot of colleges and universities representative or represented. They don't randomly pick up ideas like this in a vacuum. They might get them on TikTok, but a lot of times they get them from where they got educated. I'm like, yeah, that's a great point that guy brings up. So you yeah. shouldn't be surprised. Well, no sense of patriotism at all. Yes. Yes. So a little frustrating. Saw this on a lighter note. I hope it doesn't make you mad. You know, Ranker.com, sometimes we look at that for some of our Friday Five stuff, mm-hmm. just to get an idea. The funniest TV shows of all time have been ranked. Wow. Anybody want to guess number one? Did you see this yet? Well, Seinfeld? That's 13. Oh, jeez. Mm, yeah. Wow. The, the Office is number one. It, I like The Office. I don't love it, but I like it. I like The Office a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's seen good it once. One. Yeah. Looney Tunes is number three. Well, it's an evergreen, yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, South Park, The Simpsons, Whose Line Is It Anyway, Parks and Rec, Modern Family, and Married with Children. Whose Line Is It Anyway? That had a pretty good run there. Yeah, it did. I guess it's still on, isn't it? Yeah. Just different hosts. Syndication, Different hosts. Yeah. 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 You still got your Tom and Jerry. Well, of course you do. It's always fun, right? Yeah. Fresh Prince, Mr. Bean. Chappelle's show is at 18. That's good. <laughs> that stuff is still hilarious. Really good. All right. David's got a story about RFK Jr. and Elon Musk. You'll want to hear straight ahead. and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember angie's list is now angie and we're here to get your job done right get started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i or download the app today if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com dance. That's harrys.com dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It does seem like there's a new crisis out there every day, David. Well, yeah, I mean, you got, you know, right now a senile old man in the White House leading our country over oh, a cliff. Boy. And how is that going to affect your savings and investments? Well, it's not too late to diversify that old IRA or 401k. You do it with gold, and the Birch Gold Group can help you out. As opposed to many other investments like bobbleheads or something like that, gold thrives in times of uncertainty, and it's an important part of diversifying your savings. Yeah, Birch Gold, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. Doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text MVCR to 989898. You'll get a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers. Text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit. That's MVCR to 989898. Get started. All right, David. Did a story on RFK Jr. and Elon Musk. Well, it's another perfect example of how what happens on social media, what happens in national media with left-wing crybabies all the time freaking out about everything that threatens their worldview that is not real life what's being pumped out into the information ecosystem is oftentimes not real and it's based on the well delusions and anxieties of very very mentally ill individuals they call themselves reporters anyway uh Harvard Harris has a poll out, and they just decided to ask people about approval ratings for various national figures, political or otherwise. Okay. RFK Jr. leads the pack at plus 17. People wow. seem to like him. Wow. Man. Yeah. I wouldn't vote for him. I don't, you know, go along with everything he thinks, but I always am interested to see what he has to say. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. Elon Musk is at plus 11. With all the demonization. Yep. Then you got Nikki Haley plus five, Vivek Ramaswamy plus five, Donald Trump plus three, Benjamin Netanyahu at plus one. Then Gavin Newsom, the first Democrat on this list. Well, I mean, the first more traditional Democrat at negative seven, leading the pack. Holy smokes. Vivek is 12 points ahead of Gavin Newsom? Yes. Who would have guessed that? Who would guess that Trump was ahead of him? He's awful, though. That is true, yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot going on, a lot of talk about the border. There's still talk about Israel. Joe Biden was talking about Israel. Yeah, well, earlier in the day yesterday, of course, he uh, uh, said that a ceasefire was in the works, hopefully by the end of the weekend. I mean, hopefully by the end of the weekend. That's his words repeated by the end of the weekend, correcting himself by saying end of the weekend. Anyway, <laughs> then he went on with uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, I'm told he's a comedian. 
um, That's Seth the word. Myers. Yeah, that allegedly. Um, and Seth Myers tried to lecture him a little bit about, you know, you got to think about the people in Gaza. Got to tell Israel to stop. Okay. And so okay. Joe Biden talked about the ongoing conflict, of course, between Israel and Hamas. All right. We're going to be able to move in a direction where we can change the dynamic and not have a two-state solution immediately, but a process to get to a two-state solution, a process to guarantee Israel's security and the independence of the Palestinians, but without them being able to, for example, invite in, uh, you know, another country to provide their defenses. But, it, but it's a process. And look. What about Hamas? How does that work in that? Right. No answer there. We're just going to, what, talk about fairy tales that will never happen? I guess? Mm -hmm. Okay. Israel has had the overwhelming support of the vast majority of nations. If it keeps this up without this incredibly conservative government they have, and Ben Gavir and others, most I've known every major foreign policy leader in Israel since Golda Meir. Here we go. They're going to lose support from around the world. I'm, for defending themselves? Yeah, I'm, I'm also, quick fact check on that. I'm trying to remember any time when Israel ever had a support of the vast majority of nations around the world. <laughs> yeah. That's, People will say that. That's never happened. Yeah, he's trying to do the dance, man. Because mm -hmm. he can't lose Michigan, and he can't lose support from the, quote, pro-Palestinian people, who oftentimes are pro-Hamas people, which makes no sense to me. But you have to do that dance. And then also talk about how, yes, Israel's a strong ally. That's why it's a lot of incoherent nonsense. Again, when he said, yeah, hoping for a ceasefire by the end of the week, or, sorry, weekend, Netanyahu, that's news to him. Really? Might wonder if we included him on that before you yapped about it over ice cream. Ah, just throw it out there. Why not? Um, happen to see this, man. And this is, it's sad. It's how... <laughs> with kids especially, how bad therapy um, hijacked our nation's schools. Do you see this story at all? I haven't. I, I did see it, yeah. Okay. So if you saw it, what was your takeaway from it? I think it was something we kind of had touched on before and talked about, that, you know, in a world of there are bad plumbers, bad carpenters, yeah. bad mechanics, mm -hmm. bad, you know, there's going to be bad therapists, and unfortunately, they have a lot of patients, and a lot of those are children. Well, all of a sudden now, in schools, it's not, you know, sometimes even going to the said therapist. Mm -hmm. It's you have them on staff always checking in on the well-being of kids. Yeah. Before I go any further on that, I want to play you a clip, because talking about therapy and just talking about uh Psychologist, psychiatrist, and going to get help from somebody. It's been talked about a lot that it can be very helpful for people. And I totally believe that. I would say it for myself. But you also have to be very careful of who you're getting because it can do great damage. And there was a back and forth with Matt Walsh from Daily Wire and Jordan Peterson. Because Walsh is. I don't want to speak for him, but he's been very critical of, quote, therapy. A lot of times his attitude is just get over it. This is part of life. Mm -hmm. 
so he wanted to talk to Peterson, a clinical psychologist with a ton of experience, you know, what are his thoughts? And they do this back and forth. It was really interesting. Um, and in some cases, of course, it can be very helpful. But listen to what Peterson says of how it can be really, you know, bad. Another danger, too, of therapy, you really see this with the perversions of Freudian theory. So your typical dim-witted, badly trained psychotherapist, often a social worker, but not always, will assume reflexively that if, you, if there's anything wrong with you in adulthood, any form of suffering, it's because you were abused, and usually sexually, as a child. That's the theory. And then what they do is go on a hunt for evidence to prove that theory. And one of the consequences of that, it's happened repeatedly, is that the therapists like literally end up helping their clients conjure forth memories that don't even exist. Unbelievably, like I said, a, a poorly trained therapist. Can By the way, I've known people this has happened to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yep can do you a world a world of harm a world of harm and we're also on thin ice there at the moment too because therapists are now mandated by law to lie to you and so that's a, especially on the gender front you're whoever you say you are it's like <laughs> no therapist has ever believed that ever right and i'm glad that he has the stones to just come out and say yeah. it I mean, it's cost him a lot in Canada. I think we've documented that, you know, pretty well. But now, with it in school, it's a terrible thing. Because checking on the well-being of kids. You, you might have someone in that school that's really good that can help a kid. But if you have someone that thinks about the world completely different than you as a parent and want to steer your kid in a d different sort of direction, they can absolutely do it. It's terrifying. What? I mean, that, that's the, the danger of so many different university programs not churning out qualified professionals, but the like mission number one is sending out missionaries for their new religion. Right. Uh, sending out revolutionaries to go and teach other kids to be revolutionaries. We've seen that in the public education sphere a lot. Um, and it's not all teachers, and I don't even think it's most teachers. But no. there are enough very, very, very loud teachers who will insist on their cultural revolution to be enacted within the, the school walls. So why would that be any different when it comes to a crop of uh, man, state-mandated school therapists who are on mm -hmm. ground? Many of these school therapists may be very, very good. And, Could be. You know, you never know. But... I mean, when, when you're looking especially at the 30-something to 20-something young professional, more or less, for all intents and purposes, quote-unquote, right out of college compared at least mm -hmm. to the 50-something-year-old who's there, um, you do wonder what agenda are they actually pushing on. And, and they can wreak havoc on your family life. They can wreak havoc on, on your relationship with your children mm -hmm. uh, because – they're just like what what Jordan Peterson says, you know, they're just not very well trained or they're trained to do that. And think Abigail that Schreier helping. has a whole book about this coming out, Bad Therapy. There's an excerpt that I read earlier. You had read her book before. She kind of like put the spotlight on the whole trans thing. Yeah, irreversible damage. Yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 
just thinking right now, say it was 10 years ago, all right, my daughter who's 24, say she's 14, and she's having trouble at school, say it's other kids, it's a bullying thing, whatever it is, going to go talk to the school counselor. I don't know at the time if I would have thought twice about it. Oh, okay, what, like, what harm could that do, right? Yeah. Today? No way. I want to know who it is. I want to know what their worldview is. You'd have to know. Because they could be putting thoughts in my kid's head that I would never want. You know the power they have, too. I mean, they actually have the power to have your kids removed from you. Depending on what state you're yeah, in. Yeah, they have that kind of power. Oh. Or if they go to DCFS and all of a sudden turn this thing into whatever. Oh, it's happened to a lot I mean, of yeah, different people, happened. man. I mean, all of a sudden, bang. Yeah. Your whole life comes down around your ankles, you know? It's unbelievable. By the way, speaking of needing therapy, you said there was someone you heard a clip of, David, and you felt bad for her that she I, needs therapy. Well, okay. I'm not even joking. I do. I, I actually, this is a deeply troubled individual. Uh, a bizarre moment, even by Joy Reid's standards. Joy Reid, she's a, a host on MSNBC. Everything always comes down to race for her. It's a sickness. I, I truly believe that. So she put out this video reacting to Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville's statement that America needs to start having more babies. Well, and the numbers bear it out. We're not having enough babies as a nation. Yes, it's been a thing for a while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I heard this yesterday. I didn't even bring it in because I'm like, this is out there, man. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since. Great argument there. <laughs> this is about as dumb as it comes. Right Does it make there. any sense because no. it doesn't? No, it is 10 million, Joy. You're in news. You should know it. Joe Biden has been president, and you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis God, this... because we, we've got too many people, and we've got no more space, and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids? Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? All right, David, so you're watching this. What are your thoughts at this moment? At this moment, I know exactly where she's going. She's going to turn it into race. And also, I'm thinking, okay, but you have 300-whatever million people in this country. What are the age demographics? Right. Because all those precious social welfare programs that you and other liberals love and want to expand, mm -hmm. how do you think you pay for those with young people entering the workforce and paying taxes? Well... And families are the backbone of a society. We got a bunch of young dudes coming in. We don't know who they are. There's a huge difference in what she's talking about. There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. Oh, and here we go. the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for <laughs> black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. And they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like <laughs> you had a lot enough, of Scott. want to do and Shut you can up. make them do the <laughs> yes. work that the migrants are doing now? She's poison, man. That's poison. Imagine that's, that's your all school that counselor. Is, is poison. Yeah. It is absolute. Yes. Yeah. There is. They're breaking the law. Right.
Yeah. You know, what is wrong with you? Because everything has to go through the lens of race when you're that person. Golly. David, you're right. Mentally ill. That, that's, yeah. men, that's mental illness at a high level right there. That's the only argument you have for anything. Oh, all the time. Everything. Yes. And some Manufacturing are, chewing gum is because of race. <laughs> well, some people are calling on her cultural appropriation. Too. I don't know if you knew that. Well, the no, blonde hair. The blonde hair. Oh, well, there you go. That's yeah. my people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. New York, New York City taxpayers fleece again. You won't believe this story. Straight ahead. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash dance. That's harrys.com slash dance. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13 blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfer subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, for all the people whining about ceasefire now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, according to Biden, the, close. This was from Good Morning America, huh? Biden predicting a ceasefire in Gaza within the next six days, saying he's been told a deal is close but not done yet. This morning, though, an Israeli official telling us that prediction from President Biden took Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu by surprise. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Dude. It's just meanderings of an old man licking an ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah, hopefully in the next days. We're going to get it done. Oh, you had not heard about it yet? Ah. Four more years. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you know, we got a little problem in the United States with illegal immigration. 
And New York City's been hit hard, especially since you had a lot of buses of illegal aliens coming into that city, along with the feds flying people there. Yeah. It's like the double whammy. It got overrun, and then Eric Adams is saying, hey, we got to do something about this, and Biden needs to do something. Then he got visited by the feds, and then he said, yes, the, the governor of Texas is racist. Right. Kind of went along those lines. Now I saw this story from the New York Post that you got security guards that are making up to 90 bucks an hour. Yes. What? Because of these no-bid contracts. Seems like nobody's watching the store here as far as who you could hire out for security because you've had a lot of problems in these different camps. Mm Got to have security there. And so they just start making deals with local for-profit security firms. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, you know, if only the the city could, I don't know, spend some of their – the dollars that they collect from taxpayers on a security force. I don't know what you would call it, but maybe you could give those guys guns and the ability to take people to stop me. If you think I'm going crazy here, maybe there would be a facility where we could keep people who were breaking the law separated from society. Yeah. And maybe these barbaric, right. These city funded security You can call them officers, maybe, would be able to take them to those facilities and put them away for a certain period of time, depending on the issue that said individual was causing. Typical white privilege answer. Antiquated white privilege right there. Yep. Now, what happened? Apparently, according to this report, the city allowed for-profit companies to take advantage of an emergency. How about that? Well, all that's ringing in my head is Eric Adams saying, "Hey, we have a brand." That's right. right. Here, New York City, isn't that part of the brand? It is. Anyway, there was one company charging hourly rates that were two hundred thirty-seven percent more than a similar contract role. <laughs> Another awesome. company, one hundred forty-six percent more. Dang. Yeah, security guards paying roughly ninety bucks an hour. Some of them. Huh. Well, okay. Said so this is costing the taxpayers way too much money. Something needs to be done. City's haphazard approach to enter these contracts and the failure. This is terrible. Oh, cops are like, dang man, pay me ninety bucks an hour. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, as much as we've put up with here, yeah. this is insane. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day to me is the. Uh, unhinged reaction on the part of Democrats when it comes to the uh, murder of a 22-year-old college student in Georgia at the hands of a illegal immigrant, where they're saying, hey, look, just because this happened and just because all those other uh, crime sprees have happened and just because you got you know, Central and South American gang members running theft rings in New York and Chicago and elsewhere mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to change our approach. At the border, okay? Don't be xenophobic. Keep on with that message. Mm-hmm. I take it they haven't seen any polling. That's insane. All right, get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The Millennial David Van Camp and, of course, the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Rachel Campos Duffy, she was in Arizona. People coming in illegally. Uh, young males. Big shocker. And you'll also be surprised to hear who they prefer for president in the upcoming election. Would it be Donald Trump or Joe Biden? She wanted to know, so she was asking these people as they were coming in. ¿Quién es mejor para el inmigrante ilegal? Uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. ¿Cuál es mejor, Trump or Joe Biden? John Biden, de igual manera. Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? Eh, John Biden. Joe, Trump or Joe Biden? John Biden. Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? Es el Joe Biden. Joe Biden. We're asking for Joe Biden to help us to help us accomplish our dreams here, and so we can get ahead. There you go, yeah. Scott. Why yeah, are you rubbing actual... your forehead right now? We're because talking about a it, dream maker it, here. Every freaking American wants to get ahead. Every yeah. freaking American wants a shot at it. And the the specific question was, who's better on immigration? Exactly. Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Well, yeah, one turns a blind eye to it. One doesn't care. Right. The other one does. Mm -hmm. Which one do you want? Yes. I mean, damn, if you're doing it to save your own skin, then naturally, Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm not sure if they handed out the Biden shirts then right. or before, so I'm not quite sure. We got a bunch of them that were misspelled with two D's. <laughs> <laughs> It's unreal, man. Yep. Get your phone, get your Biden T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, you pay top dollar for a concert now. You got to pay extra for the shirt. That's right. Not coming here illegally. Get your yeah. phone, too. Yep. That is nice. Meanwhile, maybe you have a story about a guy that was an opponent of impeaching Joe Biden, but say he should be removed. Yeah. Uh, representative, because he's senile. Yeah. Representative Ken Buck, he's a guy who was saying, well, we can't impeach Alejandro Mayorkas because that sets a bad precedent. You know, they, that's like the weaponization of the impeachment process, because apparently he was born six days ago and did not what was not alive during the political impeachments, plural of Donald Trump. Yeah. Anyway, had an invasion in the country. Yeah. But anyway, I think he's seen some polling and he's getting a little bit nervous because he put out a resolution calling on Vice President Kamala Harris to convene and mobilize the principal officers of the executive departments of the cabinet to activate Section 4 of the 25th Amendment to declare uh, President Biden incapable of executing the duties of his office. And I... I that's weak. You got to you have another solution. You can try to impeach him and that may fail. But the 25th Amendment is not for this. So is this anything other than a signal to voters? See, I, I'm not a yeah. Biden stooge. I don't like him. That's what it sounds like. To yeah, me. I think it is kind of funny, though, in the resolution. It says, whereas President Joseph R. Biden has been televised wandering aimlessly at events, including an event at the, with the uh, King of Jordan. <laughs> An yes. Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit and a Global Fund Conference, uh, whereas President Joseph R. Biden frequently speaks publicly in an incoherent and indiscernible manner, often with the aid of a teleprompter, including speeches he gave at a brewery in Wisconsin, a speech in Vietnam, and a presidential town hall with CNN. Well, it's been going on for a long time. I mean, his governor and right. winning pre-K. <laughs> He's sharp as a tag, that one. Gurf. Right. You know, it's a wonder he doesn't wear like one of those things, uh, like ankle bracelets, like when he leaves a room and it goes off. 
Oh, they got it. They have a bell on him for sure. So, yeah. So they know where he is at all times. <laughs> Silver alert around. in Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for your three, Scott? Yes. Here we go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Oh, Casey. Doing all right? You okay? Yes. Okay. I'm ready. Checking. Hadn't called back. Three. Wonder about it. Number three, you want to start off with... The, I mean, the most thoroughly uh, emasculated man on planet Earth, or at least in the top ten, and that's Prince Harry, and he wants to go home, apparently. I don't know nine people in front of him, David, to be honest with you, so I think you were accurate with the most. Prince Harry is said to be, quote now, very keen, post quote, on the idea of returning to the U.K. with his wife and their kids. The Duke of Sussex is believed to be planning a way back into the royal fold. But it seems as though the Duchess of Sussex is apprehensive about the idea. Sources are saying that ever since Harry visited his cancer-stricken dad earlier this month, he's been penciling in more trips for later in the year. And he's said to be trying to worm his way back into the good graces of the family. Oh, buddy. So he can return. So you burn your family to the ground for money, and he did. Yeah, You don't realize you got no way to make an independent living and scheme to use your dad's illness as a way to get back in the family. You're a bad person. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to ask the question. All right? I'm not, I'm not making the case. I'm going to say that up front. I'm asking the question. Is it possible that this guy got drunk on it? Oh, you no, know what I mean? Entirely. Yes. The love of this woman. Oh, yeah. He was intoxicated. No doubt about out it. Out of his mind with it. Yes. Completely. And made all these mistakes, and now that sees Pops battling cancer, now all of a sudden there's this moment of clarity like, gosh, I've really screwed things up. You think that's in play? I think... I or think is it, it just desperation because all these big plans and Netflix and all this stuff has just gone down the crap? Everything tanked. Yes. Everything. Everything they thought was going to elevate them into the stratosphere of celebrity dumb hasn't. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Uh, like one or the other combination? I think, he, yeah. I think the shine is worn off of their and I expected return to L.A. No, I, I think the... The beauty of it is that Meghan Markle's uh, plan is working perfectly, especially if they go back to the U.K. Because I'm holding on to the hope that she is actually America's greatest patriot. (laughs) I forgot about this take. And her undercover job is to finish what the Founding Fathers started, (laughs) and that is to destroy the royal family. Well, if that's the case, success abounds, man. I'm just saying, okay? She's doing a great job of it. By the way... When was it that Trump made that statement? Oh, that he, he's going to deport him? No, oh. that he thought he he was going to need a lot of luck. Wish him a lot of luck. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly how this statement was. We got a second? Yeah. I, I, think, I think it was right after they he announced he was coming here, right? Okay. I'm not a fan of hers. Okay. And uh, I would say this, and she probably has heard that, but uh, I wish... A lot of luck to Harry, because he's going to need it. <laughs> well, Trump said he would he, he would look into oh, the, kills me. he would look into deporting him if he was elected. 
Oh my gosh! Okay. Now on with the countdown. Trump supports Prince Harry. God dang, <laughs> that would be awesome. And that's what gives him the unhappy but factual title of King for a Day. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Yeah, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Number two, a major grocery store chain merger has been held up again. Yeah, Kroger and Albertsons. On Friday, announced plans they were going to team up. The company said Kroger agreed to buy Albertsons for $34.10 a share in a deal valued at $24.6 billion. Uh, Kroger, by the way, the second largest grocer in market share in the U.S. behind Walmart. Albertsons is fourth after Costco. Kroger, by the way, is bigger than Albertsons. So both companies' boards unanimously agreed. Now, the FTC is saying, well, hey, whoa, 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 slow your roll here a little bit. This smells like Monopoly to us. Yeah, it does. And I don't know if I disagree with that or not. Uh, and I'm, I'm all for the American system here and how it works. But holy smokes, you know, if you start, if they can charge whatever they want to charge, I mean, for groceries, I mean, you're screwed at that point. There's no competition between the two anymore. Well, and you know, your boy Joe Biden, he is really tired of shrinkflation. Uh, well, I know. I mean, whoever has the largest <laughs> bag of peanuts, right, wins? I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, the lawsuit's been filed. U.S. District Court in Oregon requesting a temporary injunction blocking the merger. The lawsuit was joined by attorneys general of eight states and the District of Columbia. So anyway, something to keep an eye on here. Okay. That I haven't seen the FTC get in and go, hey, wait a minute, for a while now. Like, oh, slow your roll on this one. Right. And the countdown continues. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. And finally, one. Number one, Canada proposes life sentences for people who say mean things online yep the canadian government is proposing a bill that would raise the maximum punishment for online hate speech to five years to a life sentence in prison oh my gosh (laughs) that's right that's right little castro is at it again some of the provisions include clamping down on child porn now i understand that one but they're also a hate speech has also been thrown in a method of silencing and punishing those in vocal opposition to progressive ideology. That's sort of what we've been learned about this for a long time. Who gets to decide? Well, it'll be made by committee, and then they will decide whether or not you're punished, to be punished or not to be punished, based on what you say and how you say it. They're saying, for instance, if you say something negative about trans, it could lead to murder, which, of course, is hate speech. Okay. So the way it's being covered there because you got state-run media. Right. Is it, oh, we're cracking down on child porn, so most people are buying in, like, right. okay, but, but this that, would be a good yeah. thing, but then we'll throw in there, but then there's also some hate speech, yeah. but we're not going to tell you what that yeah. is. Sidebar, Your Honor, wow. because we have more in there, yes. Got it. Damn. So evil. And there you have it. The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Well done, Scotty, as always. Okay, got to get to uh, another news update. And then Nimrod's in the news. Oh, man story of a groomsman starting attacking people a bunch of guests maybe even the bride all coming up right here For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. 
This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine at Brisvo because every breath matters. Running a business is a 24-7 job. And it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash MVR. That's netsuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash MVR. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talked about it before, rising costs, concerns about the economy. Running a business right now is the hardest it's been in a long time. And you can simplify a lot of the hassles of running a business with NetSuite by Oracle. Everything you need to grow your business all there in one place. And you get a customized solution for all of your key performance indicators. And it's all in one efficient system that lets you manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Having it all together makes it much easier to make good decisions for the future. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen for you. Download NetSuite's KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com slash MVR. That's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. All right, news update. David Van Camp. I just see this uh, crossing the headlines now. New Jersey governor proposing 11.5% corporate tax rates, highest in the country. Okay. Are, are these Democrats? Are these governors? Why, why stop there? Just make it 20%. Who, whatever. Are, are, they, are they actively trying to lose people Golly. living in their states? Are they you, going you, for the low score? I don't well, understand. Well, if they are, it. I mean, is there a draft choice available? I mean, are is you that you're so broke, you're so desperate, you think this is going to solve your problems? More people are going to leave. And less bottom line. Yeah, of course. It's the way it works with these idiots. They have, they don't, they never take that into consideration. They don't understand why people wouldn't love to pay that much. <laughs> a lot of it is to help the uh, New Jersey transit system, which currently faces a more than $100 million budget deficit. So this would apply to companies with profits higher than $10 million a year, about 600 to 700 companies in the state. All companies would pay a 9% base corporate rate, and those higher-earning companies would pay the additional 2.5%. 
So if you're successful, you pay the price for failure. That's yes. Right. Yeah, that's how it's done. <laughs> yes. Good luck with that. Yeah. See how that works out for you. I don't know if you happen to see this. It was some polling done and, you know, trying to find out, okay, are people loyal to the place where they work? And the poll found out that a third of us would leave our job if someone else was willing to pay us the same amount we're making now. No raise required. You would just go. I'm not surprised by that, are you? No. Doesn't I mean, seem that shocking. If you think it's a, if you think the grass is really greener, then yeah, right. go for I it. I think you always think that though. Yeah. Yes. You know. So that it was part of a survey that looked into what makes us feel valued at work. Eighty one percent overall said they'd be more motivated if they felt appreciated more often. Mm -hmm. I have read that a number of different oh, times. Yeah. I found the most meaningful forms of appreciation are personalized forms of gratitude. More so than getting a raise. Do you believe that? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it depends on how much the raise is. Save your gratitude, give me the dough. I've looked at different studies. This has been, you know, five, ten years ago. But if the raise was like a thousand bucks a year, fifteen hundred, something like that, mm -hmm. would that mean more than the actual boss acknowledging you and the job you're doing? The acknowledgement did mean more to people. At least that, so it's consistent there. They said other meaningful forms of appreciation at work include promotions, bonuses, extra paid time off, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your boss, and awards like Employee of the Month. I'm like, are we just old and jaded? Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't need to know any more then. Well, let me ask you this, Dave, before we get to Nimrods. Okay. You're the millennial. Say 10 years ago, would Employee of the Month meant something to you then? Nope. I didn't think so. All right, yeah. let's get to Nimrods. I didn't think so. He's not one of those type of no. people. Never has been. All right. Never mind, Sam. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We go to Florida. This is a wild one. 45-year-old Ronte Stokes. He's a groomsman at a wedding. But got kicked out after getting into a fight with the bride. Bride happens to be his sister. Oh, boy. Started as an argument. Then other guests had to escort him out of the reception after he attacked her. Jeez. This is like 10 o'clock. Please say alcohol may have been a factor. Really? He also struck several other people on his way out, including his brother-in-law, a bridesmaid, a niece, and his own mom. Well, All these women. Needs his ass beat then. But yes. It turns out, big shocker, long rap sheet, spent over 10 years in prison. Just last month, he got fined $500 for disorderly intoxication. Now he's facing five battery charges, all felonies. What a catch. He also tacked on a criminal mischief charge because he threw a lawn chair through a glass door on his way out. Jeez. Well, you're getting kicked out anyway. Golly. <laughs> I can't wait for someone to say, you know, he was just turning his life around, right. too. He's really turning the corner. Whew. And that's Nimrod's in the news.